So they're in the car and of course you have your first moment of attention where you have these two guys in a pickup truck that are trying to cut them off. Did you notice that what that pickup truck is from? No. That's the truck that Kurt Russell had from Overboard. Shut up. Yeah. The exact oh, same truck? The exact truck. Also this truck was in They Live. You shut your mouth. I, how cool is that I'm truck? I'm so excited. This is, see, this is you, I don't like you. <laughs> But then you do things like that, and you totally redeem yourself. The middle finger. Is oh, yeah. Kids, look at the deer. Keeps <laughs> on the finger. It's incredible. It's a powerful middle finger. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Clark, Ellen, Rusty, Audrey, in-laws, outlaws, and of course, Cousin Eddie. This movie had it all. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas as we deep dive into the holiday classic, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So let's burn some dust and eat some rubber as we celebrate Santa with the Griswolds. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the cousin Eddie to my Ellen Griswold, Max Sanders. And with that, Merry Christmas, you old son of a <laughs> son of a. Did we already do the Eddie intro? Uh, no, we did the Eddie to my Clark, 
But this one is the Eddie to my Ellen because, Max, I'll start out the gate right now with a little fact about the uh, Lampoon movies. Hit me. Lampoons, plural. It's hard to say. It is. It's tongue twister. The poon is weird. I can't say that. <laughs> no, that's we're keeping that in. Okay. It's super weird and awkward. That's your that's your brand. It's your brand. <laughs> Every one of these movies, Eddie goes in for a full open mouth kiss on Ellen. Like tongue and all? Uh, it looks like it, and she always pushes him away. I didn't notice that. So in, uh, for sure in European, in vacation, and in Christmas. <laughs> Aren't they actual cousins? Yeah, well, no, by marriage. So oh. The woman is her, is her cousin. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't make it a whole lot better. Nope. But So the reason I gave you the Ellen, that you are the Eddie to my Ellen, is because I feel emotionally like you're always trying to open mouth kiss me. I guess. <laughs> a lot of fighting that's there. Kind of, well, that's kind of how I treat everyone. It is. I'm like, you're, come here. Yeah, you're like, I'm Max. Validate my feelings. <laughs> come on over. <laughs> Max, there's a lot. There's so much joy to talk about today. This is the best Christmas movie of all time. Well, you're you're jumping ahead as usual. Yeah. Where do we start? First of all, can I get emotional for a minute? Yeah. It's kind of my mo. It's That's Mother's why Day. What Mo. Are we doing? It's not Mother's. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Mo mo. I'm playing with the mic a lot today. Let's see what happens if I move it down. <laughs> I just want to keep. I want to be able to look into your eyes when I say this, Max. Technically, the buzz in the buzz in the tower. Although episodes were up a few days prior to this. What I would consider the official launch date of Buzz in the Tower was December 23rd, 2020. Wow. We did it. We did it. We are celebrating a day or two short, but pretty close. We are celebrating the one-year anniversary of Buzz in the Tower. We didn't miss a single week, and we should have. We should have. There yeah. was a lot of close calls. You had um, some COVID. I had some COVID. You, what, what was the one that you missed that I had to cover for you? I don't remember. I don't, I don't miss I don't, anything. You didn't miss anything? All right. Yeah. Oh, mentally, you've missed quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like today. Today. You're, you're half there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have kids and fire fire runs. Yeah. Yeah. You've got- you're a firefighter. You, not like he's starting fire. You have uh, a, a crippling fear of everything. So you get out well, of the house and make early. it here. Yeah, I know you've yeah. made it here. I'm happy. No. I think I'm a great driver, actually. You, it's, the snow is rough. Uh, Max, I personally knew when we launched this a year ago that it would be the best podcast ever to have been made. But Obviously. I'm still even a little bit shocked that it actually fulfilled the prophecy. Yeah, we did a good job. I think so. Yeah. We're I mean, get... we, got, we got a Patreon. We do. We, we rank in the top 25 for film review podcasts. We were number five last week. Right. We have celebrities on the show. Yeah, Rebecca. Uh, Tickel. Our significant, our significant others haven't left us because of the amount of time we're taking away from them to do this. Although yours might leave you because you're Anthony Michael Hall obsession about writing him in. I don't. You don't need to share with people the, the, the messages, the week, messages like, I send him. Hey. What are you doing? Hey, Anthony. <laughs> I, I can't be, I can't be on you last week. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't, I don't like that we just share. I, I, I'm a little lost in words. I didn't know you were going to share the behind the scenes of what's sorry, going on. Speaking of behind the scenes, let's talk about our Patreon. Yeah. So we've done our congratulations one year anniversary. Max, it's been a wonderful year. I look forward to the next six months because in a year and a half, I'm replacing you. But I think that up to this point, it's been great. I'm Can you very, make it a chimp like uh, Benny, BJ and the bear? Yes. Okay. I'm all about, or uh, what's the, the chimp's name from uh, Cannonball Run. Oh my god! <laughs> or that's an orangutan. You think Dungeon checks in? I, no, remember I Cannonball Run when he remember the orangutan in the front of the limo? He's driving. Oh yeah, I don't know what his name is. Yeah, peaches. Yeah, peaches. <laughs> Yes, that's for sure not it. Uh, no, all joking aside, which you know is hard for me, it's been a wonderful year, and I look forward to many more, uh, and let's let's rock and roll, man. Yeah. 2022 is right around the corner. Joe Rogan, look out. Wow. Bullseye on you. Shots fired. I'm going to pour deer's blood on your... Okay, well, all right, Max, let's get back to Christmas. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to Christmas. <laughs> so we have got, uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So one of which is the Patreon has launched, and it's only been up a week, and we already have like seven or eight people yeah. that are Andrew supporting Stephan. us. Here's the shout outs. 
Andrew Steffen, Lloyd Sanders, Jane Simon, Selena DeFiguero, do so. DeFigu- Just for those De- listening, can I stop you real quick? <laughs> this is Max's love of his life's last name. Her last name's hard. And she's also in studio watching this yeah. and shaking her head right now with disgust. I, special guest to the show, Selena is in the studio watching her boyfriend, who she loves, butcher her last name. No, I got it right. Selena DeFigierdo. <laughs> DeFigierdo. Do so. Is that right? Why don't we just call? Yeah, why, why don't we just call her Selena Sanders? Which, by the way, rolls off the tongue. But she's no, not taking my name. No pressure. No yeah, pressure. Yeah. Well, for God's sake, don't hyphenate it. <laughs> no. Your last. I won't be able to say your last name if you do name. that. There, you probably will take her name. I don't know. It would be the most you thing in the world. Yeah. A to take her name and B to not be able to say it. <laughs> I'm I'm Max. <laughs> Other shout outs for people that subscribe: John Smith, Courtney Murphy, Voluptuous Cannibal on Instagram. Is Libby? That, Libby. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, Katie Sanders. No, nope. and there you go. Of yeah. course, the Sanders family yeah. is represented strong <laughs> in our Patreon. Um, I'm ha- trust me. I told Trish, Where's I'm like, Trish? when are you going to join the Patreon? She's like, is that weird? I was like, well, Max has got literally his <laughs> first cousin, second cousin, mom, dad, yeah. girlfriend who can't pronounce her last name. Everybody's doing it. So, uh, no. The, listen, the Patreon, we're getting it up and running. It's it, we have one Maverick, which is uh, Selena. So Selena gets an extra shout out after her name is butchered. But uh, it's going to be great. We're going to get you guys behind the scenes audio video we've got surveys live q and a's if you want to be in this party if you want to be in the moan max party a buzz on the tower co-pilot it's a very very cheap ticket for admission yeah three dollars a month i mean that's 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 not even starbucks no so there you go that's what you find in your couch they're perfect what kind of couch do you have that you have three dollars sitting in and change look at that i don't know i haven't had change in years i don't even know what change is anymore i'm gonna cash business buddy yeah you are (laughs) so people tip me in quarters so sketchy you're doing great there you go. <laughs> Buy me the fattest goose. <laughs> or no, we can do, for, to bring it back to the movie, it's like massage my feet for a quarter. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. My bunions. Speaking of the movie, we're almost there. Okay. I know we've covered a lot of things ahead of time. 80stees.com, our incredible sponsor. Please don't forget, check out our TikTok, subscribe to it, follow it, share it, stare at it, dance with it, whatever <laughs> makes you happy. And they have Christmas vacation shirts. They do. Yeah. And, if, you, and if you're following us on TikTok, you are entered to win a $50 gift card to... 80stees.com, the best t-shirts ever. Woo! We talked about Patreon. We talked about that. Max, I think we are ready to jump into... I argue this is the best vacation movie. Uh, you I say know. not. Or the original vacation is really good. Nope. This is this one has heart. When Clark is in the in the attic and like you're crying... All, you're, you are... This is... I need you to take your riddle. Sorry. You're all over the map. <laughs> Let's start with... Okay. Someone might be listening right now and not know what this movie is. Tis the season to be jolly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. We can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you Woo! crack up. Max in 1989, 
a director by the name of Jeremiah Chechik. <laughs> Jeremiah C. Chesik. Yeah. Is it Chesik or Chekik? I don't know. He's not well, very important. I, so. I would say he's very important. <laughs> and I, this, based on your ability to pronounce last names, maybe we should go with what I said. Written by John Hughes, a, a young man that you and I both happen to like. The last 80s movie he wrote. Yeah. Starring Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Juliette Lewis. I mean, we can go through the whole cast. Why, before I go Johnny through the Galecki. cast. Absolutely. Big Bang Theory. Before I go through the whole cast. The Griswold family's plans for a big family Christmas predictably turn into a big disaster. Is there a better tagline to explain what this is? No, so simple. So there you have it, Max. Christmas vacation. Chills. <laughs> so Chevy Chase is Clark Griswold, Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen Griswold, and of course, the Griswold children, Audrey and Rusty, respectively played by Juliette Lewis and Johnny Galecki. The best of the kids out of all of them. I oh, think. man. How can, you, so? how can you throw shade at Anthony Michael Hall like that? Julia, Juliette Lewis is awesome. She's the best Audrey. I yeah. agree with that. Well, I'm saying them combined, <sighs> right? Because you got an A and like a B plus. This is also this is also to my knowledge the only one where Rusty is younger than Audrey and Audrey's taller than yeah. Rusty. So little little fun facts. <laughs> we know a lot about this. We're also too. introduced to the in laws, the old in laws. So we've got Clark Senior played by John Randolph. Yes, Serpico, Escape from Escape from Planet of the Apes. You're ready. Your yeah. your your gun is locked and loaded yeah. today. I'm going to slow down and make sure that you have your opportunity on each of these. Uh, Diane Ladd as Nora, uh, Clark's mom. Who was in reality only like two years older than Chevy Chase? Older. Eight years older, which <laughs> still, is so still ridiculous. Funny. Ridiculous, but she's no joke. Chinatown, Wild at Heart. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Yeah, and when she talks about this movie, if you see interviews with her, she's so thankful that an older woman got a presence in a movie. You know? I, I I watched a couple of interviews. She talked about how again for women in Hollywood being typecasted and not being able to get work, and yeah. she she had all but kind of given up on Hollywood. Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um. E.G. Marshall as Art. Uh, this would be Ellen Griswold's parents that yeah. we're moving to. Juror number four in 12 Angry Men. The, have you seen 12 Angry Men? Of course. Every like seventh grader, I, they put I the TV know. on. The, te- the teacher's hung over. He's like, here, watch 12 Angry Men. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. And then uh, Doris Roberts from Everyone Loves Raymond as Francis. And you she's, for, you she's, forgot she's, her best role. She's Lily in Grandma's Boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's so great. Grandma's Boy is really <laughs> funny. I can't believe you just made a Grandma's Boy poll. She is, she is probably... My favorite auxiliary character, and I don't consider Eddie to be an auxiliary character in this. What she's, about Margo and Todd? I don't know. Margo and Todd are good, but she's great. She's yeah. like, she's drunk and hiccuping. Like she's <laughs> she's great. I, I shouldn't even say this is. You're gonna have to stop me because you know yeah. I'm gonna be like, oh, this is my favorite. That's my favorite. But they're all great. This you, on this ensemble cast is perfect. Do you know who plays Todd? No, it's Nicholas Guest. A.K.A. Christopher, Christopher Guest's son. Brother. Oh, his brother. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Isn't that awesome? That's very cool. Yeah. And Julie Luann Dreyfus. Well, I was getting to the list. You jumped okay, around. Sorry, sorry, and, I mean, additionally, we've got uh, Miriam Flynn as as Catherine, uh, Eddie's wonderful wife. She bothers me. She bothers you because you're jealous that any woman would stay with Eddie. You're like, why can't I act like Eddie and retain <laughs> a woman like, like that? You do act like Eddie. You are the closest thing I know to cousin Eddie. You serious, Eddie. Clark? <laughs> Your it's your lack of peripheral sense. Yeah. Like you like Eddie, the, the thing that's great about Eddie, in my opinion, above and beyond everything else. Hat. God, this is tough because like I, I go back and forth on this. So let's talk about Eddie the character versus Randy Quaid and why I think he just crushes this role. Eddie the, he is Eddie. Eddie the character, the reason I love Eddie the character is because he's unforgivingly ridiculous. Yeah. Like the lack of shame, when you see anyone who has no shame, yeah, it is so wonderful. It's freeing. You're yeah. like, I feel bad if I like fart at the dinner table and meanwhile Eddie doesn't care about anything right save the neck for me uh, he's great <laughs> the reason as an actor that I think that and it gets overlooked because it's a comedy and people don't appreciate it I would challenge anyone to go back and watch any of the movies these in 
Watch how he watches facial characteristics when other people are talking. Yeah. He's putting on his own show to like when the camera is when he's off right to the camera and he's yeah. not the focus. Like I just remember even when Clark is going through any of his speeches, you can see Eddie with like bobbing his head up yeah, and down. He like, is like pretty fast over the top yeah. caricature of himself. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. Him. He's great. Independence Day. Oh Ca- my Caddy, God. Caddyshack too. actually. Oh, he's great. He's really good. The, as the attorney. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Roast your Just hockey checking people. It's great. It's great. Uh, let's see who else is in this wonderful film. Uh, William Hickey is uh, Uncle Lewis. And is it Uncle Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, May Quistel. Quistel? Yeah. As uh, Bethany. And she's also the voice of Betty Boop, which is amazing. Yeah. And this was her last role yeah, ever. Before. Yeah, that's right. Did you know she was 18 years older than Uncle Lewis? No, that's also Isn't funny. that bizarre? Uncle Lewis he, he looks older. like older than her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then, of course, Brian Doyle Murphy as the boss man. Clark's... Uh, Frank Shirley. Yeah, who's uh, Bill Murray's brother. Uh, he's great in... He's got lots of little roles here and there. But do you remember Groundhog's Day? I mayor. thought he was great in there as the yeah. mayor. Yeah, yeah. He's also the clerk at Camp Comfort in the original Vacation movie. Correct. Yeah. You are correct. Absolutely. Got a great Must voice. be nice to be a Murray, right? Yeah. Just sneak yourself into anything. Uh, am I forgetting anyone of uh, significance, Max? Uh... I like the police commissioner. I don't know who he is. How about uh, Nicolette Scorsese? Oh, well, I mean, this is going to get uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, a, it's very, very nippy in here. Nippy in here. Uh, that, that whole scene. My name is Mary. When, <laughs> that whole scene see, is there's so, no panty line. This is, you see that, Russ? No panty line. The, Clark, the, uh, Max, I'm, I'm going to gush. I have to like literally, I'm, I'm putting a restrictor on myself yeah. to not just go off on any given moment in this movie. We've got a ton of facts to go over. Let me start all the way at the top. Yep. The thing that I probably like most about John Hughes is as he became more and more popular, he recognized his power and his strength and used it for the forces of good. <laughs> and he didn't like doing sequels. Um, no, he didn't want to do this. In fact, in an interview, he said, the only sequels I was involved in were under duress. <laughs> Which is, I mean, again, think about how Hollywood works for a second. Incredibly successful films. They want to recap. Everybody wants to recopy it, whether it was 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, you know, some kind of wonderful. Prettier in Pink. Yeah. (laughs) More wonderful. The Pinkening. (laughs) Like Ferris Bueller's Week Off. Right. Right. That's actually a movie. That's actually a movie that would have lended itself perfectly to a sequel and nothing. Right. Yeah. It could have been like Ferris Goes to College. Yeah, seriously. And and nothing. So European Vacation technically is the first sequel. Uh, Actually, if you go all the way back. No, to Vacation. So you got Vacation. Then you have European Vacation. European Vacation only had his name on it because he created the characters. He had nothing to do with it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the studio was like, we really want to do another sequel. Like, please do it. And he happened to have had a story he wrote when he was working for National Lampoon. Christmas 59. Christmas 59. And he's and he said the only reason that he did this is because he had this short story he wrote, which has a Easter egg when he's up in the attic watching the old real films. Yeah. You can see Christmas 59 is one of the names of the of the films that they're watching. Nice. Ready Player One. You, you like that? Yeah. I thought you'd like that. There's another Easter egg later I'll talk, oh, I'll please talk about. Please do. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. You love your eggs. I do. You're gonna make an omelet today? No, I had one for breakfast. <laughs> Good. Delicious. Excellent. More facts. What do you got, Max? Can we talk about the director? Because yes. this, this fascinates How me. he got the job? Well, I mean, that too. So yeah. originally, Christopher Columbus was going to, well, not Christopher, <laughs> Chris Columbus. No, no, say Christopher. <laughs> Shortly after allegedly discovering America, he shot this film. <laughs> no, it's it's the Gremlins dude. Yeah. 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 He was on set of this movie. Well, he, can we calm down? Gremlins dude. How about Home Alone? Let's start with 90. Home Alone. It doesn't matter. Okay. And Which you haven't seen yet. You I, still haven't seen Home Alone. You haven't seen Dune. 
All right. The new one. It doesn't matter. It's totally different. (laughs) (laughs) We had a deal. You shut your mouth. Uh, So Chris Columbus met with Chevy Chase twice. Hated him. And he's like, hated him. He goes, and he was broke at the time and needed work. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I can't do this. What did Chevy do? I mean, you know, Chevy notoriously is is like one of the biggest pricks in Hollywood. Apparently. Galecki has beautiful stories about their relationship. Same with Anthony Michael Hall. It's like he's good with kid actors. I guess. I mean, he is known as being just an unapologetic prick. And, yeah. and uh, Columbus was like, I'm out. And yeah. uh, and that leads us to how we end up with Jeremiah S. Chesick. Is it Chesick? Che- okay, che- Chesick. We'll go with Chesick. This is the most. We'll call him just Jeremiah. How about that? I think this is the strangest director's career I've seen that we've come across during the podcast. Which are you going to agree? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> go on. You're looking at me like, really? So, how do they find this guy? He was doing music videos for Hall Notes. Van Halen, awesome. But then they're like, yeah, let's direct. No, don't you know how they found him? No. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, I have a fact you don't know. This is exciting. Stanley Kubrick did a interview in the New York, I think the New York Times. Sure. And they were asking him, like, who is your current, like, favorite director? And Kubrick Kubrick had seen some commercials that Jeremiah had done. Yeah. And they were very dark and had, like, this, like, kind of tone to them that really piqued the interest of Kubrick. Yeah. So when Stanley Kubrick says... Jeremiah Chesick is my guy. His phone started blowing up, and that's how he got uh, Vegas, uh, Vegas vacation. That's how he got Christmas vacation. That's so weird. He owes it all to Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not know that. But yeah. after this, he did nothing too. Which I know. Made, well, not nothing. He had a couple movies. Gossip Girls. He did The Bronx is Burning. Warehouse Thirteen. Really fun show. I freaking love Burn Notice. You've talked Burn? about that show a lot. He yeah. did eight episodes. Well, see, there you yeah. go. And he did five of Chuck Criminal Minds. And there's this awesomely bad '90s movie you need to see. Have you seen The Avengers? Yes. Yeah. The crappy Avengers. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. You did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uma Thurman, Sean Connery. <laughs> Just don't tell me that he hasn't done anything. Nothing good. I know. Nothing like <laughs> nothing like Christmas Vacation. This movie's. Great. It is, uh, and you know, it's interesting. All of these movies I think are fantastic, but none of them had crazy commercial success. They did well. Yeah, this one made 73.57 million. Yeah, it made the most of the budget. three. Um, I don't know if one's after it. Like, I don't know if Vegas Vacation did better or any of the others, but. I don't know. I don't know if this is applies to the other ones, but this wasn't released outside of the U.S. and Canada. I went right to uh, VHS in England, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't Why, released. though? I'm asking. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. It wasn't released anywhere else. When we get that intern, we can get yeah. answers to questions. Europe like doesn't that. like Chevy Chase. I don't know. I guess not. Um, but the budget was crazy. Twenty-seven million. I mean, Ghostbusters was thirty million, and Ghostbusters had the special effects. I mean, the, was the, Chevy like half of this I, budget? Yeah. I mean, I'd be curious, right? Because if you think about it, apples to apples, what could the cost have been? There was no CGI. There, I mean, a little bit of CGI <laughs> on the glowing poop inside of the uh, the gutter when they was pouring out the the tank. <laughs> Thank I, you for I, that. I'm really, I can't even think of what but they that would was have the spent. budget. And and the house is on the lot at Warner Brothers. Let's talk about the house for a second. Yeah. It's where they filmed Bewitched. Oh and, and more importantly, in Lethal Weapon 2, when the toilet flies out of Murtaugh's house yeah. and lands on the neighbor's front lawn, that's the neighbor's house. This is the next door house to uh, Murtaugh's. No, this ha- that ha- Todd and Margot's house was the Murtaugh's house. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the I'm talking about actually the Griswold's house. Got it. We're saying the same thing. Yep. And you know the Griswold's house was in WandaVision too. Yes. That's the house that we're in. I do. Yeah. And yeah. the only other filming they did outside of the Warner Brothers lot was in Colorado because they needed snow. And that was for basically when they're getting the tree and then when he was sledding down the hill. Yeah. But that's it. Those are the only two locations. Neat. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> um on my list of absurd things about this movie that I think are pretty cool, one is there is a website, and I, I I was thinking about reaching out to these guys, and I didn't. And I should have. For you listening right now, go to ChristmasVacationCollectibles.com. Have okay. you been to this website? No. It is a website 
100% dedicated to collectibles from the movie Christmas Vacation. Everything from the Wally World, like the, the glasses, ones? to the dicky that Eddie's wearing, like every single thing that's in that movie. There's a the real a, ones or like replicas. Well, no, not the real. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. No, it's not the real one. It could be a memorabilia place. Well, it'd be kind of a weak website if it only had literally one. It's not like Die Hard where there were 15 of the T-shirts, you know, like. But there's a lot of stuff. Max, pull it together. Okay. I need you to go to a website. Okay. You're gonna buy a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, my birthday's right around the corner, and I would not mind Wally World. Old eggnog glasses. No, focus on Patreon. Get people to buy. <laughs> Get people to buy for us. There you go. Um, this is the only movie. So we we talked about this before. I exclude Vegas Vacation because I just don't know. But of the three, the the Holy Trinity, right? Vacation, European, and Christmas. This is the only one that doesn't have the song Holiday Road. Weird, right? And it's also the only one that's not a trip show. So like obviously yep. in the first one, they're going to Wally World. In the second one, they're going to Europe. And this one, they're just staying at home. Yeah. And it works better because the, the vacation, uh, the vacation comes to them. European isn't bad, but it's not great. I, I it's not in the conversation. It's <laughs> the, a, the German dancing scene. Gets the, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of good stuff. Like the there's town, great, the bells. Yeah. Oh, they haven't rang those bells in years. <laughs> like, uh, but that being said, uh, the whole thing about the video camera too. Yeah. It's uh, whatever you, I'm not going to spend this whole episode debating with you, which is better the original vacation or Christmas vacation. I will say as it pertains to holiday movies, this is a monster. This is one of the, is this the best holiday movie of the eighties outside of Die Hard? So in 89 Prancer and Prancer this, and this, there's only out. two holiday movies, two Christmas movies that came out in 89. Which do you like better? Oh man. I feel like now that we have a you relationship with Rebecca, Rebecca <laughs> I'm not going to portray Rebecca. No, this is better. <sighs> God, that's a, this is like, we're on dateline. This is like a hard hitting <laughs> question that I'm not prepared to answer. Uh, I'll pass. I'll pass on that question. I'm not willing to answer it. All right, Max, I got a, a couple more fun facts and then we'll jump into the movie. Yep. Um, I got one too. I don't know if this is so much of a fun fact as much as I just think it's fascinating to me. Angelo Balacamenti, I could be butcher, butchering his last name. Balacamenti. There you go. He scored this movie and he was a David Lynch guy. Uh, he did Blue Velvet and then he wrote the music for Christmas Vacation right after he finished composing the score for for a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. <laughs> That's awesome. It blows my mind, right? I, he, guess, I guess Chesick was just like, I want someone who's never done a comedy before. Well, he had never done a comedy, so it makes sense, right? Yeah. And it works well, though. Doesn't oh, he, it? After this, he goes on to do the music for Twin Peaks and a bunch of like Lynch films and TV shows, which I think is just wild to me. So weird. Yeah, it doesn't fit the, doesn't he, fit the bill. He doesn't put the weirdness into this movie. He keeps it very kind of homey. No, it feels perfect. If, if I didn't know better, I would have said that. This feels like a Disney person. Who's, who's John Hughes' guy that he always gets to do the movies that he doesn't want to do. Oh, uh, Howard Deutsch. I, this feels like it could have been done by Deutsch and it yeah. feels like it would have been treated and done no different than anything else in their in their catalog. Yeah. So it's like Jerry Goldsmith did the soundtrack. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You want to hear something mind bending? Yes. That bend my mind, sir. You know that Bernstein Bears theory that we're in a simulation and all like some never heard this in my life that like some people pronounce Bernstein Bears the book in the wrong way. Like it's actually Berenstein Bears. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was Berenstein Bears. Yeah, I I thought it's Bernstein bears. And it's like, is there a glitch in the matrix kind of thing? I'm excited to see where you're going with this. Cause you're losing me. Griswold's is spelled with an O right in yeah. this movie yeah, yeah. and in vacation yeah, yeah. in European vacation is spelled with an A. What? Yeah. What? I, what, what are they doing? I always pronounce Wald's. Well, you know me, I pronounce Wolf wrong too. Wold, so. It's like, it's a weird W O L D. It makes no sense. Interesting. But isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. Wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm just messing with no, you. Say, there you go. I, I didn't do there you yeah. go though. The wild thing about this movie, I can't believe this movie doesn't make it to Christmas. It ends on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, you're right. Isn't that bizarre? The whole movie is, is I, I do love the, uh, it's a perfect ending. The advent calendar they have is fantastic. Yeah. And you hear that like little ding, ding, ding. And they yeah, like every time they open it. Yeah. yeah. Max, I see, I see no reason at this point after covering all of the fun 
that we can't hop into the movie. Which, by the way, is a should vi- we do some ads first? This movie is a very no. We are not. Are we ready for ads? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you we, know why not? We, we put so many facts in. You know what? <laughs> Let's do it. Merry, hap, hap, happiest <laughs> Christmas out there. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And, uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. <laughs> it, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, <laughs> she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, She loves what she does and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, Check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. Good call, nailing the ads. I'm I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. got that out of the way. Yeah. 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 Little Falcor. Max, let's jump into this bad boy. Let's do it. We going animation first? Yes. This this movie starts as all good movies should with a little animation. It's funny. This is definitely a thing of the 80s. This like, you know, quick shot animation. It's got the uh, savage uh, Steve Holland feel to it. It does. You know, at the beginning. Yeah, this Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Beverly Hills Troop were the all animated intros. There you go. And Mannequin. Is was it Troop Beverly Hills or Beverly Hills Troop? You got it. All right, there you go. That's okay. <laughs> Just show Shelly Long some respect. That's all I'm asking. I'm not a Shelly Long fan. What? She needs a hamburger. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so we start with the Griswolds. I think part of what's going to be fun about talking in this movie is directly pulling from the movie and talking about how this has impacted my life more than yours. But like every single thing in this movie, as I watched it and rewatched it, I'm like, this is my life right now. Really? I understand all of it so much better now than I did. Do you so, take your kids to a freezing? I want tree? to, they would, they'd be just as upset as I would. So we start the movie off and they're in the station wagon. I wish they were in the station wagon from the original vacation. You know, that's in the movie though. When? Uh, when he's opening the door to do the Christmas lights, yeah, you can yeah. see the old uh, wagon co- covered in dust in the background. Oh, that's the really funny. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. 23 minutes, 40 seconds. Easy there. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely 40 Definitely. seconds. So they start off their driving, and it's funny because... Right into the singing. Right into the singing. <laughs> and like he's so over the top, and the kids are so annoyed and frustrated to be there. Yeah, but it's the Jesus song, right? But yeah, but you get, the, you get the immediate feel of Clark. Like, this is Clark and Ellen, right? And Ellen, and you made this argument when we had a couple episodes ago when we were talking about who we would invite to our holiday dinner yeah and you wanted ellen griswold she's the best support system she ever. literally is the most tolerant wife in the world and like she holds her tolerance for the majority of the movie she's singing along with them when they go right into deck the halls after she's complimented him it's yeah. like okay let's take a break for yeah. a second she goes right in with him too so you get your immediate first taste of clark and one of the things that is interesting about this we didn't talk about in the facts is this movie was written by John Hughes, but hijacked by Chevy Chase. Ramus and Chase changed the script to make it more about Clark Griswold 
than about the kids. Oh, interesting. I think the original perspective is supposed to be through the kids' eyes. Screw that. This is better. And now this becomes a Chevy Chase vehicle. Yeah. And that's how all these are being touched up and rewritten. Well, it's amazing how he goes from like family man loving to like kind of the smart smart mouth too. Yeah. Like the... How he's kind of just the jerk of the room. But, and, but, but, but he's, but he's a jerk him. with heart, you know, yeah. like, yeah, hundred percent. He's not in any other movie he does. But like, if, if you look at even the physical gags, like the physicality of it, you can tell that this was rewritten. Like nobody else would pull this off. It wouldn't be funny. Yeah. Like Chevy Chase was, I would argue, one of the best physical comedians. He's him and, so good at Him falling. and Chris Farley are probably the two best physical comedians I've ever seen. <laughs> when he's Gerald Ford just falling over. Yeah, well, and even in, I mean, we'll get to the scenes in this movie, but there are some like shots to the head, shots, oh, yeah. like all these. Upstairs with the uh, oh, things. The face. It's the best. The best. <laughs> that looks like so painful. You can like feel it. So they're in the car, and of course, you have your first moment of attention where you have these two guys in a pickup truck that are trying to cut them off. Did you notice that what that pickup truck is from? No, that's the truck that Kurt Russell had from Overboard. Shut up. Yeah, the exact All, same truck. The exact truck. Also, this truck was in They Live. You shut your mouth. I, how cool is that? I'm truck? so excited. This is see. This is you. I don't like you. <laughs> But then you do things like that, and you totally redeem yourself. That's in our memorabilia. The next collector episode. The truck, absolutely. I'm it. You should yeah. take it. Uh, they eat they, my rubber. Eat my rubber and take and bite my dust. Burn my dust. Burn my dust. God, I said it right at the beginning. <laughs> the middle finger. Is oh yeah, kids, look at the deer. Gives <laughs> him the finger. It's incredible. It's a powerful middle finger. Too. It's a, it's like a strong. Eminem one. gives a strong one. He gives a strong straight up one. Right. Did this scene? inspire Fast and Furious when they're underneath the truck. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Because it looks exactly like I it. I feel like it's probably happened in a lot of movies. So th- this incident takes place. He turns away from being stuck underneath this big rig truck, hits a, Longer, hits, yeah. a hits a ramp, Goes flying. Lands at the actual tree farm, <laughs> which which you and I have had to talk about a number of times when you make reference to Lethal Weapon. And you're like, yeah, they were at the tree em- emporium. I'm like, tree farm? <laughs> tree store? So this is where you realize this is going to be a great movie is when they smash into it and park. And usually a movie's going to give a minute for everyone to get settled. <laughs> Clark instantly goes, made pretty good time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this movie's going to move. There, the, the thing that's great about Clark <laughs> is that this is what dads are like. This is the most the dad. This, just... Yeah horrific mistakes almost killing your family and then yeah. being like all right bathroom breaks let's go <laughs> they're just very very uh focused on the goal so they head out into the woods they got to find the perfect tree i have always wanted to do this trish will have nothing to do with this i want to cut a tree down so badly but probably somewhat inspired by this movie the getting a tree that's too big for your house <laughs> First of all, forgetting the saw and having to rip it out of the ground with the roots is hilarious. It's just full. All right. It's not it's not that big. <laughs> Getting a tree with absolutely no way for it to fit. Can I tell you how many times I've personally done this? And now I am forced every year to measure the ceiling height and confirm that we can fit the tree in there because I had to cut and trim down my tree because the star wouldn't fit inside the house. How was the sap situation? It's very sappy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really good. So they get the tree, they head home, and you have the you the, meet the neighbors. The first introduction to the neighbors, which again, Clark, his dryness to his humor. You yeah, know, where are you gonna where, yeah, where, where are you gonna put that tree? Bend over and I'll show you. You can't talk to me that way. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And his neighbors are perfect eighties yuppie trash. They're driving Drink, a sob. drinking Avion water, yeah, jogging. Oh, it's the best. They're All the, it's like, classic. Expensive sound equipment. Everything that was obnoxious about eighties yuppies is like you know. This is uh well uh, secret of my success. Uh, what's his name? Oh, I always screwed up. Not Bradley. Bradley, Bradley Whitfield. Whitfield. Yeah. This is like the Bradley Whitfields. <laughs> like this is, and she stepped on the ball. It's it's all of that wrapped up perfectly. It makes you love Clark even more, right? Because yeah. now he goes from he's he's the goof, the anti-hero. Now he's the hero because everybody hates the neighbors, yeah, right? He's dad core. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's just like I love my family. <laughs> <laughs> so they get inside and they open up the tree and it blows out a bunch of windows. <laughs> a lot of sap here. 
<laughs> the next the next scene might be one of my favorites because I laugh so hard when they're in bed. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Max. When they're laying in bed, it is <laughs> it's you get a complete sense of this marriage, and it is so my marriage. I, I it really is like me saying like Trish, don't worry, we can have all these people over Thanksgiving, it'll be fine, and her being like, I just know how you get sometimes, <laughs> and you take things over the top. What do you what do I take over? What the do top? I take over the top? And, and like just the example listing, Birthdays, and then while they're talking, that his hand is stuck to the lamp from the sap, yeah. and that he, and he's like, good night, honey. I just it's great. It's just the they're they're my favorite movie marriage. They're like, really good. That'd be a fun episode. Favorite uh movie couples. Oh, that's great. That's a make a note, please. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Are you gonna remember or yes. are you gonna stroke out and forget? I'm gonna remember. <laughs> All right, just making sure. But wait, the people magazine that Clark's reading has got the director on it. That's on a little front. cameo. There yes, you go. sir. At yeah. a boy, at a boy. <laughs> My mother accusing your mother of buying cheap hot dogs. <laughs> Like and and, and uh, shaving her, waxing her upper lip. She does, right? I know. Yeah, I guess, right? <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> okay, cut to his job. So this is kind of, I think it's smart that they did this too, right? So he's in the food additive business. It's, it's the perfect mundane job for him. Yeah, it but, makes but, he's a, but he's a stud at it when he's talking to his coworker yeah. about like, and you're like, wow, he actually isn't this like dumb fool. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Do you know who the, his friend is, Bill? Mm-mm. That's uh, Sam McMurray. He's Glenn and raising Arizona. Right, that's right. The guy who wanted to be the swinger and yeah, that yeah. uh, Nicholas Cage punched in the face. Super random. Clark's drinking out of a Taz coffee cup. Yes. It seems out of place to me. Clark doesn't seem like a Taz guy. Super popular during the time. Okay. Like everybody was getting like Tasmanian devil tattoos. Everybody yeah. had like it's very popular. Got time. It. This has nothing to do. Well, maybe it does, but Miriam Flynn, who plays uh, Catherine, she was also a voice actor. So aunt, Edna, yeah. who did Betty Boop. Yeah. The, she, uh, Miriam Flynn, did a couple voices, not a couple. I think she did a voice in The Land Before Time. And she was also Taz's mom's voice Shut up. in the Tasmanian Devil cartoon. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? I have no idea if that's why Clark has the Taz cup, but that is a fun fact that I happen to have known about. You do a good Taz. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I made my mic all wet, though. That was, that was a mistake. I didn't think that one through at all. But you do a great Jeff Goldblum, and I like to bring it out every show. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. I could listen to that forever. I really do like it. That's my favorite thing. And Clark's going to get a pool at this point. Yeah. $7,500 deposit? If you get a bonus every year, and this is the American way, bonuses are supposed to be icing on the cake. That's yeah. not how anyone lives. Like, yeah. I literally am spending money like, oh, don't worry. I can totally build a, a recording studio in my basement for buzzing the tower because I'm going to get a bonus this year. And then if I don't, I'm sending uh, I'm sending Max over to the boss's house with the RV. And uh, oh, I'm skipping ahead. I'm skipping ahead. I can get for having for you. I, you would. This is you are out. You're cousin Eddie. It's incredible. I'm to not me. violent, though. No, not at all. You're soft as a as a puddle i do piss myself when the microwave goes <laughs> off Jesus. government had to replace that steel plate with, with for about 30 minutes. max this is going to be a 10 hour episode <laughs> which is okay i don't care i don't care either so give selena a pillow she's going to be here a while we can't make it longer than the movie oh that's a good call hour 37 hour, a nice tight, tight nice hour. tight hour and 37 minutes we're getting a little aggressive with the tight i know sorry <laughs> so anyways the boss walks down the hallway, Bill Murray's brother. Yeah. I like to, I like to take his power away and just call him Bill Murray's brother. Frank Shirley. There's a little sucking up. There's again classic Clark Griswold Kiss like my butt. yeah cuz well, we can't say any of the quotes. It's Happy so, Hanukkah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to the mall. And the mall scene Max is every dad in the world uncomfortable by a super attractive woman. Why is he there in the first place? I, he's doing some Christmas shopping for is his he actually okay. for for his wife who's passed sadly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his awkwardness and this is a, a running gag 
type yeah. thing that happens in all the movies where Christy he comes Brinkley, across right, the Ferrari. Right. But this one's, I think this one's my favorite for sure. It's he incredible. just, the, the fumbling, the one-on-one part and like just his son walking <laughs> yeah, in yeah, on yeah, it and, and being like, take. oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's great. It's great. She's fantastic. It's weird she's not in anything else. She's gorgeous. Nicolette yeah. Scorsese. She's yeah. pretty funny too. Is she related to the Scorsese? I looked it up. No, no, no. no, no, no. Good. All right, she dated Sean Penn though. Sure. Yeah. I believe that. I'd date Sean Penn. I would date Sean Penn too. I love that they do the montage of the department store with people just throwing cash and gifts and all. It's like America defined in the 80s. Oh, for sure. It's like Reagan, go. <laughs> Reagan, <laughs> Reagan smash. Good old Reaganomics. Oh, so, by the way, Nicolette Scorsese was also on the A-team. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, yeah, you are correct. Yeah. Uh, so they cut back to the house and it's like the calm before the storm. Yeah. Everybody's getting ready and that doorbell rings and oh my God. you're introduced to the extended Griswold family. Going back to the budget of this movie, I haven't seen what everybody made, but I would assume in large part, other than Chevy Chase, maybe swallowing up a large portion of the budget. These are good, like, yeah. substantiated actors that probably had decent salaries. They're all great. Fantastic. The in-laws disdain for Clark. Yep. The biting remarks under the breath, you know, especially from his father-in-law Art, yeah. are fantastic. When you see Clark interacting with his mom and dad, you, you, get, where you, you get where he came from. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's great that they do that because it really builds the narrative around the character. Like you understand he has this father who just is this soft, wonderful, guy who loves his son and a mother who's like still happy to see him and the positivity kind yeah. of that he wants to make everything perfect because it's his great life, his life was perfect it's great up. it's yeah. great it's great yeah. so <laughs> is this mold changing colors well when you scratch it it turns red <laughs> i just love that yeah very like and they're pinching cheeks and you know I mean, it's like, also funny because like a classic dad move is when the in-laws come over it's like i'm gonna head outside and work on the lights like yeah. it just gets out of the house leaves ellen to deal with like all the mess well no he's gonna park the cars yes yeah correct yeah and, but then he'll come back by January. Or yeah, yeah, and then we get into the beginning of the lights. The lights, and again, Max, this is one of those things like you can't even appreciate this until one day you have a family of your own and you're putting Christmas lights up, and you're just like, oh my god, this is a tedious, awful job. Is it worth it? It is totally worth. Well, you're asking the wrong person. You know, I think it's worth it. I know you don't because well, you're never done it. You're the Grinch that stole Christmas. I'd pay someone. Unbelievable. It's shameful. You and your soft hands. I'm a bartender. It, I know you are a bartender. <laughs> so he's out there with his son. They're putting the lights up. Again, the physical gaffes, the falling, the the ladder retracting. The fact that he's got Rusty out there with him, I think, is great. Like yeah. just total sun dad bonding time. <laughs> oh, there's a little knot. It's like a giant knot. Well, oh. I think and I think it was the scene. Rusty he was he, look look at the time. Yeah, he does. You know that it's a, a tip of the, it's a nod to Chevy, Chevy. Chase's yeah. SNL days when yeah, he used yeah. to always look at his watch and be like, which by the way, he when he did that, I got a thing. What was the movie where he's like, uh, I got a thing and he looks at his watch? How, <laughs> it's so pathetic that I even know this because it's from the worst movie ever, Caddyshack 2. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, he's with uh, he's with Hartunian, uh, yeah. and he looks. He's like, uh, I got a thing, and he looks at his watch <laughs> and walks away. All right. Anyways, the lights go up. Also, the grandparents are sleeping while there's a parade on. Oh my god, classic grandparent like head tip back, yeah, mouth I, open. Exactly. If you look closely, I had the timing wrong on this. At twenty three forty, look at the TV. It's America's Thanksgiving parade, actually, which is held in Detroit. So it's a shout out from John Hughes about his Michigan roots. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. I love that. And then Ellen's cooking and panic smoking. Right. And then Audrey is doing what all big sisters would do, which Why is complaining. Yeah, like it's gross. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. So time progresses. We're still working on the, We start like midday working on the house lights. Yep. And now we're at night. Uh, this is the scene where the ladder falls and he gets, he's holding onto the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> this is so creative. Like I would never, he's right though. I mean, the gutters fill up with these giant like rods of ice yeah. and this begins the, and the eventual destruction <laughs> of his neighbor's house. And when that thing flies through the window and just shatters everywhere, it's it was so violent, it's super violent. Um, and they have no explanation. They're like, why is God doing this to us? 
<laughs> oh man, the worst neighbors ever. Finally, after a full day of checking all the bulbs, checking all the cords. 25,000 is yeah. kind of important oh, trickle light. It's just got it. It's got to be beautiful. Light. He gets them all outside. We get the drum roll. We get... <laughs> and we get nothing. And this is, to me, where you first start to see the cracking of Griswold. Like, when they're getting the tree and they're being cut off, that's one thing. But yeah. this is like... He has a vision, and the vision is not being met. And this is where you start to see it. But you also see his family kind of reacting and supporting him. Audrey's being really sweet. His parents are saying it's okay. <coughs> like you like, see his immediate family supporting him. Yeah, and yeah. you see his awful <laughs> his in-laws. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this is awful. What a waste <laughs> of time. So they call it a night. It's not going to happen that night. Nope. You get the cut between everybody's room. I love that his father-in-law is in Rusty's bed looking at Staring the uh, swimsuit model. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So the next day he gets up and this is my, my mom used to do this. She would hide gifts in the most, like I always <laughs> knew where they were. <laughs> she wouldn't forget them, but they were always in the same place. And like, I felt like every once in a while I hate our, our basement in my childhood house was like gross. It was yeah. like a Michigan damp basement. I never wanted to go down there. Also his dinosaur pajamas, throwing this out there again on things I want for Christmas. Just yeah. if you happen to get them, he kept his original pair chevy chase still has his dinosaur pajamas never washed them gross yeah <laughs> to each their own yeah. the shot that he takes to the face from the attic ladder is incredible <laughs> three of them he goes back and forth it's, it's incredible. like 1920s acme vibes so he gets up into the attic he's hiding presents and there's a couple easter eggs in here as well i think one of the things he finds was like a a gift that would have happened the same time around the mother's day vacation from, from yeah, vacation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he gets up in there. Is it the mother-in-law that closes it because there's a draft? Yeah. It's his mother-in-law, what right? A jerk. She's the worst locks him up there. They're all going shopping. He's walking around and boom, falls right through the ceiling, right? <laughs> Doesn't even flinch. No, he's freezing cold. So he's got like, Clothes? Does he put the clothes on before he falls through the ceiling? Maybe I screwed nope, up the after, order after. Yeah. He gets these long jackets Fur, on, these long, gloves. yeah, gloves. The 1920s, like ber beret hat. hat. Yeah, <laughs> finds the old family videos. This for, is my favorite scene in the movie. And for me, this, little things like this, I appreciate the time that they put into this because again, you're building up this character so you can understand it a little bit more and where he came from, why he came from it. Clark's the, crying. Like, right. Oh yeah. yeah, he's super emotional. The music swelling. You can see a tear falling down his face. It looks like they put that tear over there. I don't think Chevy can cry. I, I think this is like, it's there are these moments throughout the movie where his battery, his holiday battery has to get recharged. Yep. And this is a recharging of his battery. Yep. So you can call. go back at it again. So they get back from shopping and Ellen opens up the attic door yep. and boom, like every, he falls. I didn't realize he was, he was standing, standing yeah, right on the, on the floor. Again, great physical gags. So this takes us max to attempt number two for the lights. The vision's Can there. Can he do it? He knows what he wants. He's yeah. he, he he's ready to get it going. So he spent all day checking the light bulbs, checking the connections. Ellen comes out there, asks the like simplest question, like, is it plugged in? And you can tell he's like flustered by this question. Like, so of course, yeah, I, plugged of course in. I plugged it in. So this is where we discover that the entire switchboard of all of this electricity is being controlled by an actual outdoor switch. Yep. So we get the lights on. The combination of the lights coming on, the music, the like, hallelujah, <laughs> and the neighbors getting blinded and tripping and eating it on their floor. Then you have Clark like, oh my God, let's come see this, get everybody out here. And it's not working. This is his first major meltdown in the movie. Yeah. And it's spectacular. <laughs> so fun fact, I think you know this. As he's freaking out and breaking all of the antlers off of the reindeer on his Santa Claus display. And Santa. He kicked Santa. He broke his finger. He did. Pinky. In the movie, his pinky. Yeah. And that's why he's clubbing and kicking. Which yeah. Which is even funnier. The, the, the whole scene's great. <laughs> he's totally defeated. He's losing his mind. And then Ellen, it clicks. 
And this goes back to your thing about why Ellen is so great. Like you can tell she's like so happy that she figured it out. Yeah. So she flips it on the power grid cut to like it's Nuclear a auxiliary it's a, power. it's a total it's a total borrow from weird science remember yeah. when they're like they cut to like the grid and they're like freaking out yeah. this is a smaller version of it at john hughes as well so they cut to the grid the power takes all the power from all the surrounding homes in the city but it is magnificent it is and max we get to what i would argue is the funniest this is my favorite bit of acting in the movie Clark is basically acting like he just won the Oscar. Yeah. He's thanking everyone. He's going, you know, family member by family member gets to his father-in-law who just stays in character. The little, little lights aren't twinkling that thanks. Art. Thanks. thanks, for thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, then all of a sudden, all the shots of this are the face. You see the face of everyone. Yep. Then it kicks to, you see the back silhouette of the hat with the flappy ears <laughs> and it's cousin Eddie. Yeah. And, and for me, I, this scene is just like, Oh my God, it's cousin Eddie out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Sure. Looks swell. Clark. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing this in theaters and oh, you knowing there? Knowing Eddie from like the previous movie. Uh, is he on the poster? Because this might have been like a surprise thing. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I, I just know like this scene and Clark's reaction and just every single thing about this from like, again, he goes in for the kiss for Ellen. They have the RV. His wife is like awkwardly saying, Mortified. we wanted to tell you ahead of time, <laughs> but you know, Eddie, he wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> and Clark's like, oh, sure, our surprise. Or maybe Ellen says that, but the whole introduction and then art is like, oh, there's plenty of room, you know, like just the, the classic, like in-laws are the worst like bring more people in the dog i love the dog got a lot of mississippi leg hound in that dog (laughs) it's a cute dog actually it is a cute dog rottweilers are cute they're very cute dogs by the way their son rocky doesn't he look like the little version of the better off dead ricky yes he also doesn't speak a word in the entire movie he's got a lip fungus he can't really talk (laughs) ruby sue how they talk about her eyes being crossed she's like she fell down a well and then she got kicked 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 by by a mule mule. (laughs) and now they're back to getting back to normal i don't know uh, it's (laughs) everything about eddie eddie makes this movie for me i I would actually argue that you could lose any character in this entire movie outside of chevy chase and eddie Uh, and uh, and like you you see what i'm saying like this movie would survive with the loss of any character in this movie you could live without ellen i love ellen in this movie i love ellen in this movie Uh, you could live without her nicolette's course give me diane weaston here and you could you could do it (laughs) okay you hit my weak spot who could you possibly replace eddie or clark with could you do dan Aykroyd as clark no way yeah. No way. No? No. Jeff Goldblum? Nope. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I have to ask, Eddie's sweater, the like the, the super dickie. tight. The dicky. That's what it, it is? Yeah. yeah. So you know what a dicky is, right? No. So a dicky is a fake turtleneck so that you don't have to wear the whole turtleneck. Okay. So it's literally a turtleneck and then like a little cut off part of it underneath that he wears under the sweater, so which weird. is available at that store that I told you about. <laughs> and it's so skin So fitting. tight, he, so tight. He clearly stole it from somebody. The shoes that he's wearing, those white shoes, I believe are the same shoes that he gifted to Clark in uh, the original <laughs> vacation. One of two things is happening here. Either Clark re-gifted them at some point, or maybe Eddie just has a bunch of pairs of these. But in the original vacation, when they're leaving uh, the farm, not even the farm, whatever, they're... Uh, the worm farm. Yeah, he gives them a gift, and yeah. it's those shoes. Remember, and, and Rusty's like, oh, those are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, quiet down, Rusty. I love stuff that ties it together like that. Yeah, little little Easter eggs, if you will. And they're drinking from the Wally World mugs. Also available. I have no stock in this store, other than the fact <laughs> yeah, that it has these things. No, and like he breaks that little like propeller thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's just Eddie and Clark. I could watch two hours of Eddie and Clark. <laughs> there should just be a movie called Eddie and Clark. I would watch that, do you know even that, today. Do you know there's a Cousin Eddie's Christmas movie in 2003? Yeah, I'm happy to say I've never seen it. I haven't either. Do you know the original Audrey from Vic? Vacation is in that movie. Really? She is the only child 
from any of the movies to make a second appearance. Weird. But it, it was a second appearance. In, yeah. You know, Uncle Eddie's <laughs> Christmas Island or whatever it's called. What is it called? Cousin Eddie's Magical who, Island. Who cares? It's, it's all. It looks really, really bad. I don't have much of an interest in seeing it. So we move from this to typical sucking up to the boss, bring, yeah. bring him a gift. I, this is just a weird thing that I noticed rewatching this, but all of the gifts on the table are the same. Are the same. Yeah. What do you think it is? Something it looks like a block L, like a big block L. Like a paperweight and like a pen holder. Oh, you are, you're a sharp individual. I have no idea. I'd like to find out what that is. I'm a suck up. So Yeah, no, then you are a suck up. I respect that. <laughs> so they move to the sledding hill. And again, the, <laughs> Love the sledding hill is great. And he's putting this like untested <laughs> chemical on this disc. And it. these are the kind of scenes that you just appreciate that they did. It, it's not tying to the story. It's not essential to moving the plot along. It's just something you would expect a dad to do, yeah. which is insane. And, and Eddie and, with the microwave. Line. Oh my God. And he's like, I can't be risking that uh, the metal plate. Yeah. The, plate. the VA, the VA took my metal plate out. It's plastic now. And what was the reason you said it before they took the metal one out because he pissed himself around Every time microwaves. Catherine revved up the microwave. I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for about a half hour. Or so. Eddie's the best. He's, I love that he says revved up the microwave. Like it's a big invention, right? Or a big thing in their oh house. Like God. time to rev up the microwave. So Clark goes 650 miles an hour. By the way, when, later dude and he even says in this when he was being interviewed that like he was flying down that hill really yeah this yeah. was no stunt double this was him like fly, i mean not well, the, the, the fire thing well, it wasn't that fast that that may have been a, that's that's the 27 million dollar budget yeah. they had to get the big the big uh, guns in there for some visual effects <laughs> So after almost dying on the sled, we cut back to the office and you can tell the pressure of this pool that he wants to put in. You feel the emotion. He's yeah. actually acting. This is the best acting. That so, does. so he asks his coworker, like, have you gotten yours yet? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just heard the courier brought something to the house and Clark still hasn't received anything yet. So it's just a, a little reminder that that's yeah. looming in the, in the storyline. Now this is weird. This is a small tangent. You know what ASMR is? As sounds in real life or whatever. Audio or? sensory memory response. Yeah, yeah, it's like people it. like, oh, yes, I didn't know what you're talking. It's about. like calming stuff. Yeah. When Chevy Chase touches the pool with his finger and he goes like, there's like a clicking noise to it. And he goes, <laughs> I'm in it up to here in this really serious voice. Something that like soothes me. It's like a emotional blanket that covers okay, well, thank, me. Thank you for sharing, Max. <laughs> I don't good, know. No, it's good to know. I know what your emotional soothing trigger is. Yeah. Uh, moving forward to his pool <laughs> fantasy. The pool fantasy is great too, right? Uh, we got a little melikiliki is the place. I, I can't even sing it, but I don't know the words. Eddie's tank top is tucked into his cheetah speedos. Right. And this is a little tip of the hat to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep. And all of a sudden- Red it goes, bathing suit too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. All of a sudden it goes from family barbecue- To not so family. To not so family. <laughs> and I love that like- He's as glued she, to the window. As she's stripping naked and he's getting a little too excited, uh, Eddie's daughter comes out. Yeah. And these Ruby are the, the sprinkled in touching moments of Clark being the best dad, right? Yeah. Like she basically discloses as only a child of Eddie could do that they don't think Christmas is going to happen. They don't think they're going to get gifts. Um, she's very rough around the edges. Little girl. She did a nice job. I thought she was hilarious. She did. This. Yeah. She was wearing a wig though. It was very obvious. Uh, I did not know that, nor yeah. did I think it was obvious, but I'll have to take a look next time I see it. She had a pixie haircut and they're like, now nah, you need a long hair kind of thing. <laughs> We're now at the next morning and you know, the pressure is mounted and you can see again, Clark is getting more and more stressed out. And he's, but he, but he's got his black Hawk custom black Hawk jersey, the, the, the Chicago love, the yeah. bear, the bears hat, yeah. the, everything. Uh, and you can also get that jersey at that store as well. <laughs> Griswold so double zero pretty much. Yeah. So he's looking out the window and we're led to this beautiful moment. Ellen comes by and says, you know, what are you looking at Clark? Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the 
clean, cool chill of the holiday air. Then hole in his bathrobe, emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Ah, yeah. You checked our shit, honey? Clark, please. He doesn't know any better. He ought to know it's illegal. It's a storm sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who lights a match within 10 yards of it. Greatest line ever. This is the first time where you and I, I have to go back and bleep the swears, but I can't help it. We have to say it the right way. The swears. I feel so lame. This is, it's so rare that there's ever. cussing. I There's so rare that I actually like care that we have to be clean. This is one of those times. Like this is for Christmas movies. I would say for movies in general, but if, for Christmas movies, the you know what is full. I mean, you got to put that right next to every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's like, it is one of the most classic and most quoted lines ever. Yeah. It's great. And and this is this is Santa. This yeah, right from Elf. That's another one too. <laughs> this is just classic Griswold. Yep. And Eddie. It's it's the best. So after the scene, so after Eddie says that, says it twice. Remember, he says it first to Clark and then he says it to the neighbors when they're wondering what's going on. So then it goes to shopping. So at this point, Clark has realized that Eddie has nothing planned for his kids. And he's like, you know, as they're shopping, Eddie is picking up what I would assume is close to 200 pounds of dog (laughs) food. This is my funny, my favorite gag of the entire movie that he doesn't say anything. doesn't explain it. He's just picking up bag after bag of dog food. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like doesn't have gifts for his kids. Doesn't care about anything else. Nothing. He needs five hundred dollars worth of dog. It's incredible. <laughs> and then the best is after Clark says, "Hey, you know, Ellen and I really want to help you. We want to get gifts to the kids." He pulls out a list, a ready-made list of all the things, and then he's like, "Clark, I want you." He does this little tick. Yeah. So Randy Quaid says he based this character after a guy he knew in Texas who did a lot of that. Yeah. mouth clicks so it's i love it. he's like he's like you know, flashes yeah, himself. i know right he's like you get yourself something nice too clark <laughs> with his own money so they get all the gifts they head back to the house and dinner is about to start and you're introduced to aunt bethany and uncle lewis coming in hot with a wrapped cat and a jello mo oh man they <laughs> the the senileness of them is just hilarious yeah it adds just that little chef's kiss if you will <laughs> the toupee the cigar yeah they sit down for dinner they ask aunt bethany to do grace <laughs> she does the pledge of allegiance which is just great uh, and everybody puts their who uh, was eddie eddie yeah. puts his hand over his heart yeah. does he stand up i think he salutes he salutes no, he, no, he salutes at the end he does they open save the neck for me clark <laughs> they open up the turkey which it has been pops. grossly grossly overcooked is that what happens yeah if you dry well so in general drying out a turkey that's yeah. why i always deep fry turkeys because yeah. it's very easy to dry them out not to that degree but yeah it was obviously done very poorly uh you've got the dog choking on a bone underneath the table and, and then the, barfing everywhere them chewing on the, uh, on the all chicken. of them all of them and trying Watching to cut Chevy, it be like the chicken is it a chicken or a turkey, turkey. pull it together Sorry. jesus christ christmas goose christmas goose <laughs> the dog has like ripped apart the garbage yep. in the kitchen it's it's all of the standard things the that cat explodes the cat exploding <laughs> so they they almost took that scene out the executives wanted it out and john hughes came in and said no, no no we're keeping it this it's, is hilarious it was great it was great well you know the sensitivity <laughs> that people have if that cat had nine lives he just spent them all so many great quotes <laughs> so many great quotes as they're getting rid of the couch eddie's like oh that's a, that's a fine Cow, what that's if you don't mind me asking Clark, what that set you back? He wanted to keep it and like clean it up. Yeah. And then Clark was like, What's that smell? And it's all the sewage that Eddie had put in the in the sewer earlier that day. Again, teeing up a great scene at the end of the movie. So they get back into the house and Uncle Lewis wants to go have a little post-dinner cigar. Stogie. 
Now, the funny part about this, too, is remember the reason that the tree, so you've never had a live tree. Nope. You have to water those things all the time. Oh, so, so like when the dog was drinking. When the dog was drinking the water, that's why the tree lit up like that, because it was probably the water was gone from the dog drinking it, and it dried out. Interesting. I was always wondering why it exploded like that. If it, so Good tree fact. Fire, firefighter side of me. Yeah. Most dangerous thing in the world is a dry tree. It's a tinderbox. Like, oh, my God. Like, you have to water them all the time. That's really neat, actually. Because think about it. Like, yeah. if you were camping... I'm looking at Selena because Max has camped zero times in his life. But yep. if you're out camping and you're making a campfire, you're looking for dried leaves, dried branches She's because they light up like crazy. Yeah. That's your trees even worse. Those little pine needles. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so it, this was Eddie's everyone. fault. So this was Eddie's fault. Yeah. It, and and your know, uncle Lewis lit the cigar, but it's really Eddie's fault. So the tree lights up. <laughs> it does. All of the toys are destroyed. The tree is destroyed. Uncle Lewis is on fire. Uncle Lewis is on fire. <laughs> Clark is holding on, but he's white knuckle holding on yep. to his dream. And then a knock at the a door. Knock at the door. <laughs> and, the knock at, and to tell his rage level, he opens the door with such veracity that the knocker is ripped from the door from the delivery guy. And the delivery guy apologizes, has a, a telegram for him. Telegram. What am I, a 500-year-old man? <laughs> he's got a Pony Express for him, you see? And he, op- he brings it in. He assumes, way too excited. he assumes this is like classic. He assumes it has to be the bonus, right? Yeah. This has to be the bonus. He spills the beans about the pool. He does, he's going to fly everyone in. He does exactly what he did when he was doing the lighting of the lights, right? He yeah. goes like, he wants to go person to person, make everyone feel good. He's, he apologized. I know I've been on edge, but I, my, I wrote a check that are, who writes a check that their checking account can't cover <laughs> based. I mean, like they're, they're living in poverty apparently. So after he's gone and given a speech, he's getting the pool. He's going to fly everyone in. He only then learns as, he opens it that he had gotten the jelly of the month club certificate it's the gift that keeps on giving all year long (laughs) (laughs) and it is time for the full and complete mental breakdown of clark griswold i can't even repeat half the things he says but it starts off with a tremor so he grabs the wally world glass and starts just pounding eggnog and he then turns to his family. You can see the synaptic gaps are firing inside of his brain. And he gives an important proclamation. Uh, hey. If any of you are looking for any last minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, hopeless, heartless, fat, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey he is. Hallelujah. Holy Where's the Tylenol? Eddie's face while he's doing this, like, hmm. the, the the wheels are turning. The wheels are definitely Slowly. turning. Right? I guess he improvised some of it, though. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. it, it, so he's it's never been recaptured. Has any other movie ever done anything reasonably like that? They should. Uh, not just that, go to I'm the not gonna, to just yell stuff. Well, you've got the F-bomb rant that Steve Martin gives in Planes, Trains, and That's Automobiles, really <laughs> which is really good. It's tried and true. So he moves from this to going outside with a chainsaw and cutting down a new Christmas tree. <laughs> we need a new tree, honey. Remember, Rusty's like, let me talk to him. And he goes up to him and just the the look in his eye, like the psychopath look. Rusty's <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm good. Cuts the tree down, continues to destroy his neighbor's house. Yep. Brings the tree inside, 
some again some great quotes about like no Ellen everything's fine the wobbling knob on the staircase just, cuts it just cuts, cuts it. it with the with the chainsaw I never knew this but you know his Christmas hat has three bells on it well I also love that he all of a sudden goes from like cutting the tree down to wearing a Christmas hat and a yeah. Christmas uh, jacket what is the significance of the three bells the three bells were worn by medieval jesters who were kind of insane and unhinged at the time and that's the significance that's, that's kind of cool. yeah isn't that neat I have to have a three bell hat there yeah. you go so they're all sitting there with their new tree and of they course hear a noise no not they one person in particular, Bethany. Aunt Bethany hears a noise who can't hear anything. And Clark goes to the tree. And this is, again, this iconic scene in the movie. He opens up the tree. Squirrel jumps out at him. Squirrel! Important note here. They had trained a squirrel, which is incredibly difficult to do. I don't know if you know this. Of all the animals you can train for movies, training a squirrel, they're very wild and they're they're very difficult to tame. And they had been working for weeks on this one squirrel. And they get to the scene and the squirrel dies before they can do it. Shut up. So they go out and get a untrained squirrel, bring it into the house, let it loose. So there's a degree of like genuine chaos that is like absolutely because they didn't have a trained squirrel. The one on his back is not a real one, right? It's the one on the back is not real. Thank you. Thank you, Max. Thank you. Clearing that up. (laughs) so the dog chases the squirrel to the door the neighbors had enough calls out the 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 manliness of her guy (laughs) decides she's going to come over herself opens the door and boom snot dog and squirrel attack (laughs) at this point ellen has had enough she's like clark yeah she's like clark everyone's packing their bags she's like let him go and he's like go this is we're we're at the threshold of hell where does anybody think they're going <laughs> and you have this really tender moment i would call the cops I, yeah it was well you don't have to call the cops they're on their way you have this really tender moment where his dad kind of breaks through to him he's like you're awful <laughs> he's but like he's like you know how did you do it and he's like i had a little friend had a little help from a friend jack daniels he says that so warmly and you're like oh that's, oh, not, that's not a great no, thing. not at all and I love when he says, you know, are you ready to go read Twas the Night Before Christmas? And he's like, no, it's your Here family. Too, yeah. I, I love that part. So he goes out there and he starts reading and you get another classic scene. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh. And, and, and Eddie, with a man in his pajamas and a dog chain tied to his wrists and ankles. What the... <laughs> Stay here. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Clark. <laughs> you better ready to do some kissing, huh? And Max, it takes us to <laughs> Cousin Eddie, that lovable moron. Gift wrapping. Gift wrapping and kidnapping his boss. So this is this is the conclusion, right? This is everything comes together. It fits perfectly. The boss comes in there. It's funny because this to me is the you'd mentioned this when they were outside and his immediate family was showing him love and respect. But this is when everyone does it. Even his mother-in-law and his father-in-law yeah. are shooting dirty looks and, and like his dad and mom stand up and yeah, Rusty's given the boss like the stink eye. Right. They all are. They That's all, the one that caves him, I feel it, like. It was great. And yeah. he he gives his speech, his his boss, wow. you know. Sometimes things look better on paper and it's the little people that count. Like you. <laughs> Take whatever your bonus was last year and add 20%. He calls him Carl still. Yeah. And he faints. <laughs> and so everything's great, except we forgot that he was kidnapped. Yep. So the wife of the boss calls the police. This is kind of fun. And I didn't realize, I thought about this before I found out that it was the lethal weapon house. The way the scene is shot. Yeah feels like lethal weapon yeah it's Swatsy. yeah it's got but it's also like the shaky cam yeah, and yeah. moving in they and a good job it was great it. it totally went from like one kind of movie to the other and as they're all 
under guns, being told to freeze. Yeah. Ellen grabs Clark's crotch, which was not in the script, and she did it, and nobody noticed. Yeah, she was did it a couple times, three different takes. She shakes the hand. She also lies. Yeah. She says this is our family's first kidnapping, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's their second. Yeah, when they kidnapped John Candy and Frank McGray. Yes. Yeah, and uh, to get into Wally World and ride the rides. So the wife comes in. Everything gets explained. Everything gets fixed, and we get to the end of the movie. And Max at the end of the movie. And the rocket. Well, Frank you skipped. Blair. You skipped. You skipped ahead. What? You gotta talk about how he lit his cigar. Oh, Frank Lewis. How does what, Frank Jesus. Lewis? Frank Uncle Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Uncle Lewis lights a cigar, which triggers a explosion because of Eddie's crapper being filled into flying. the sewer, and he goes flying along with Santa, Santa the reindeer, and scene National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Merry Christmas, Max. <laughs> you know there was a supposed to be an end credit scene. Where the Santa and reindeer smash into Todd and Marco's home. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, they Why did they it. do that? That would have been hilarious. I think they filmed it. That's really funny. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it. Please do. Look yeah. into that for me if yeah. you would. And uh, Max, we just talked about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And that is a perfect segue into the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Edwin Pratt. Max, what is his IG tag? E-Z-W-I-N-N dot 11. E-Z-W-I-N dot 11. All right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you hate when I say there you go. I don't even know why I say there you go. Edwin is a is a big fan. And Max, I obviously, you run our social media, but I always see you guys conversing like a ton. Yeah, he's one of our conversation fans. I just go back and forth with him about stuff. Like... He's the one that introduced me to the Cousin Eddie movie in 2003. Oh, my God. Has yeah. he seen it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, th- I mean, yeah, he told me I have to see it. Anyway, well, yeah, hopefully he's seen he it. He likes Richard Dreyfus. Like, we could just get along. And he, he said something really genuine. He's like, I don't feel like I have a friend like you and Mo. So, like, when I'm listening, I feel like it's, I'm in, I'm in, oh, that's I'm in very with the kind. Although I would tell him his life is much better without having a friend <laughs> like Max and Mo, but that's very kind. So, we asked Edwin what his favorite scene from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was. Let's hear what he had to say. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me on the podcast and for getting together and creating such a fun podcast for all your fans. I'm a huge one. I've seen all of them except the scare ones. Uh, it's too much. But the Christmas ones are okay. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation takes the cake between <clears throat> Cousin Eddie and all the Griswolds getting together. It's just hilarious. The best scene for me would have to be the sled. I forgot about Clark having some oil project and he kept talking about the oil project and putting some kind of lubricant on the sled and of course takes off what must have been four mountains, five mountains worth of distance (laughs) going back and forth to up close shots and all through the woods. It was just hilarious for Eddie to find it the next day, just disintegrated. Uh, this, This movie just puts it all together. It's over the top from Lewis burning down the tree and his toupee coming off over and over and the huge flame that comes out of nowhere in the living room and Clark comes in and says what's going on he's like something what do you want just (laughs) no idea he's on fire it just brings all the Christmas hijinks out and it's just a good time well thanks for taking a minute to see what I thought about the movie I enjoyed talking to you guys and i can't wait for the next podcast you can't go wrong with the sled scene no it's really funny (laughs) later dudes
He's just such a dad. He's such a dad. And it's so unexpected when you see the like lightning strike, like the flash. And and I love it. Like, again, this is just the the fur and all practical effects versus special effects that like they went back to the future. Like they didn't have anything other than just like a flash. And then like (laughs) the line is very funny. And you just get a close up of Clark's face just screaming. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Great. Edwin, thank you. Great call. Uh, Max, that wraps up our Christmas vacation special, our one year anniversary special. We have a Patreon. The sky is blue. The grass is green. The snow is white. Everything is going. Everything's turning up Millhouse. Mm, bone dry. Unprecedented. <laughs> Reminder to those out there, please subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. It's the Christmas season. Go buy a Buzz in the Tower. You know what? No. Don't even buy a Buzz in the Tower sweatshirt. Go to our Patreon. Yeah. That's how you can wish Max and I a Merry Christmas. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Also, did you us. did you have a special little birthday a couple days ago? I did. You did? Yeah. I, I said it. It's happy belated on the show. I did say happy birthday on your actual birthday, but for those who love Max, uh, all six of you, happy birthday to Max, and please go to Patreon. That's what Max wants for his birthday. It is. Be my Maverick. Be my Iceman. Or be my Goose. Or be, yeah, be his Goose. Yeah. A nice winter Goose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, special guest Selena. Max, you want to say her last name? Just kidding. Don't do it, please. Special guest Selena in the studio today. Thank you for coming. And uh, Max, how do you want to end this gem? Can't wait to rev up the podcast equipment next week and just get after it. <laughs> Might piss myself. <laughs> Forget who I am. That sounds like the podcast. I wake up. I'm like, what did we do it? Jesus, Max. (laughs) I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an actual quote, not bastardize it the way you did. This isn't charity, it's family. Oh. (laughs) That feels like us. Well, me spending time with you is the charity. Yeah. 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 I want to make sure we were clear on that. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Goodbye. Merry Christmas, Max. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.